A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 8. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham. We've never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in a household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The other day I was getting ready for yet another online meeting, but I was running late. My office, which is currently mostly my dining room table, was frankly a mess and I was still in sweatpants. So I brushed my teeth and my hair. I put on some quick makeup and a better shirt. I angled my camera a little differently and I clicked on the button that would connect me to my meeting. If you were in that meeting with me, and no, I'm not telling you which meeting it was, what you saw appeared to be a person with a clean office space who was dressed professionally and had not, in fact, been microwaving a cold cup of coffee and frantically trying to get the dog to stop barking for the past 30 seconds. What you saw on the screen that day was real, but not entirely true. You saw what I wanted you to see, but you couldn't see the whole truth. Now that's not all bad, of course. Thanks to COVID, we could all be wearing sweatpants all day long. Maybe we should. Many of us hardly wear real shoes anymore. But the whole truth, the real truth, about who we really are and how we really are in these days, about who we have been and who we are becoming, the real truth, that's a much bigger question. Regardless of your partisan leanings, it's fair to say that the idea of truth has taken a beating in the last few years. It causes a lot of arguments. What's true? and what's not, who tells the truth and who doesn't, whose truth is the stick by which we measure everything else, what happens when the people we expect to tell us the truth lie to us instead, or when something we always thought was true turns out to have been incomplete at best, or even just false. Today's gospel reading takes place in the middle of an argument, a big one. This whole conversation about truth between Jesus and his fellow Jewish leaders isn't happening for fun or because somebody asked a gentle question. It's a hot debate within Jesus' own religious tradition. And words fly back and forth until, to be perfectly honest, it gets pretty ugly. 
Jesus accuses the crowd of being children of the devil, and they accuse him of not being a real Jew, of being a Samaritan, and of being possessed by a demon. By the time the chapter ends, people have picked up stones to try and execute Jesus. He manages to escape. But all in all, it doesn't go well. Some 1,500 years later, another truth-teller gets into another argument. Today is Reformation Sunday, the day that we remember Martin Luther's 95 statements of the truth as he saw it. His bold act of naming 95 ways in which his own tradition had become corrupt and cruel and oppressive. That caused an argument. Those truths created divisions, lighting a spark which changed not only the religious institutions of his day, but the political ones too. Truth, once on the loose, can rarely be contained. And so in Luther's time, words also flew back and forth between Luther and the powers of his day until they accused each other of the worst things they could come up with and finally exiled Luther outside the walls of the church. It didn't end well. And yet here we are 2,000 years later, 2,000 years after Jesus' argument and 500 years after Luther's argument about truth, and we are still hurling divisive words at one another, exiling each other outside the walls we build, still accusing each other of the worst things we can come up with, all in the name of truth. Is this it? Is this who we are? Is this who we are called to be? What happens now? It always helps when reading the Bible, but probably almost all the time, to raise our eyes from one small portion of a story and take a wider view. So let's try that. There are two other places in John's Gospel where Jesus talks about truth. We read from chapter 8 today, In chapter 14, when Jesus is preparing his disciples for his imminent death, probably able to see the fear and confusion in their eyes, he says this to them, You know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas, one of his disciples, who will later be full of questions of his own, Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus replies, I am the way and the truth, and the life. When you know me, you know God the Father also. So that's one example. And then, not too much later, as Jesus stands under trial, confronted by the Roman governor, Pilate, Pilate asks him, so are you a king? Jesus says, well, you say I'm a king. For this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate responds, what is truth? What we hear in these stories is not truth as an abstract idea. We don't hear truth as a list of ideas we have to agree on. What we hear from Jesus is that truth is a relationship. Jesus doesn't say that he knows the truth or that he's hanging on to it like some sort of puzzle we have to figure out. He says he is the truth. That when we see Jesus, we see the truth 
made flesh and in him that's a truth we belong to so if that's the gospel about truth being a relationship in which we belong to one another and to God through Jesus, then let's ask the same question Pilate did. What's that truth? Well, who is Jesus? What do we see and learn and love in him? Because if Jesus is truth, then a lot of other things are not. And if we belong to the truth that we see and experience in Jesus, then it's Jesus' life and death and resurrection that show us the truth of who we have been and who we're called to be. For if Jesus is truth, then cruelty and greed are not. If Jesus is truth, then unjust power and callous disregard for human life are not. If Jesus is truth, then any attempt we make to dehumanize or reject or dismiss our fellow human beings is not. A relationship with Jesus is an invitation into the truth, the whole truth, and not just a small piece of it. That means honesty about who we've actually been as individuals and communities and church and nation Invitation into the whole truth as we see it in Jesus means admitting where we have lied to protect our reputations or built a carefully taught version of history or claimed that people get what they deserve. An invitation into the whole truth as we belong to it in Jesus means saying out loud when we are tired and worn and sick of everything this pandemic has thrown at us. Living into the truth as we meet it in Jesus is gift and challenge. It is honesty and lament. It is hope and confrontation. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it's going very well. Living into the truth as we know it in Jesus does mean that some things need to come to an end. The lies that we've told ourselves, any way we've ignored our own complicity in injustice, the carelessness with which we've lived on this earth, it's long past time for these things to end. Because Jesus' promise is that when they do, there is room for something new. When you know the truth, the truth makes you free free from pretending we are okay, free from the toxic death-dealing systems of racism and sexism and every kind of phobia we have of one another, Fear, free from the fears we carry about ourselves or any hatred of ourselves or each other, free from the lies of scarcity, from the eternal competition built into our jobs and our lives and our economy, free from the gnawing, aching fear that nothing is ever going to change or get better. The truth that we know and learn and experience in Jesus and what we see and know and learn through the life of Martin Luther and other reformers, what we see is that this truth can't be controlled or contained. It can't apply to one part of our life but not another, to one day of the week but not another. We can't hide part of our life from this truth. 
as if we could really show each other a small screen of our lives, just the part that looks good on the surface. No, the truth as we know and need it in Jesus. The truth of how we are known in Jesus, that truth is on the loose. And if it turns everything upside down, then that's exactly what it came to do. To empty our tombs and heal our wounds and mend our brokenness. The more we know this truth, the more free we are. But perhaps the best gospel for today is to begin by saying that this truth in Jesus knows us and it has come to set us free and it refuses to stop until one day, one day we all are free. You will know the truth because the truth knows you and it has come to set us free. And this, as we say, is most certainly true. Amen.